Blog Talk Radio. Yo, Sorcerer in the building. I couldn't hear a word you said until your Sorcerer in the building. <laughs> Sorry about that, man. We had some techno- technical difficulties, but we back in effect, man. Hey, how you feeling this morning? I'm feeling all right. I'm feeling all right. This, as of the taping of this podcast, I am still in Kawhi Leonard. What is you going to do? What is you going to do mode? Other than that, I'm feeling all right. I'm feeling all right. How you doing, Mayor Prime? I'm good, man. I'm good, man. I just want to welcome everybody to the SBP, which uh, talking sports is our thing. But we also talk a little hip-hop, some television, and some movies. But today is all about free agency and some of the fallout that we've seen. And yeah, man, your boy Kawhi. And I say your boy because anybody else, uh, well, I ain't got a shot at him, but He's still out there, man. Like, I seen the whole OJ scene yesterday. These cats riding down the street yesterday, they got <laughs> helicopters, SUVs, police cars, cameras, mm-hmm. following this dude's every move, man. And um, he still ain't made a decision, man. What's your gut feeling about how things going, man? Well, first of all, I will say uh, it is only – Day four. Well, I guess it's day five. Well, not really day four because free agency started Sunday at six o'clock PM. Right. So, right. You know, it's Thursday. So, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. In reality, it hasn't been that long. It took this amount of time actually, uh today or the fourth I should say, is when KD signed this deal or made his announcement three years ago mm-hmm. that he was going to go to state. So, you know, it's only the fourth. So in reality, it's not that it hasn't been that long. But for us, watching all the other stuff that happened ASAP or even before the the uh, the time hit, watching all the moves made, everybody else signing and moving and shaking and everything else, we are like, come on, bro. Like, what are you, what are you doing? But it really hadn't been that long. How I feel is this: until uh, just the other day, I pretty much thought that he was going to the Clippers. I thought he was going to go to the Clippers, and you know, new franchise—not a new franchise, but uh, a franchise that has no, no real postseason greatness to speak of. He was going to go there and not be part of the package with L.A. and just do his thing, but still be in L.A. just with the Clippers. But the longer this thing draws out, the more I think he's just going back to Toronto. Plus the fact that Toronto has that last-minute thing, they're going to get the last uh, opportunity to speak to him. And I just feel like they're going to do the uh, 
do the Clippers thing, how the Clippers locked DeAndre in his own house, wouldn't let him out or whatever it was when they, when they <laughs> got him to resign like a dummy, and then he ended up being the last one there. Yeah. But anyway, I think that's what's going to happen. I think he's going back to Toronto. I'm all over the place. But I just don't feel like he's coming to L.A., to the Lakers anyway, and I'm not going to buy into that until I see it in writing. Man, like, everybody's been waiting, like, uh, hand and foot, like, every minute by their phone, alerts all along, watching the TV, just waiting for this move to be made. Um, if you believe Jalen Rose, Jalen Rose supposed to have some inside intel that he believes that Kawhi, as people are telling that Kawhi is actually going to accept a uh, a two-year deal, but would put him right at that 10-year situation where he can get, like, you know, a huge, crazy amount of money um, after that second year. to be 10 years in the league. But uh, Jalen Rose has been right along the way on, on a lot of free agent moves. And, he, and like he said on his uh, on yesterday on Get Up, he's never wavered. But you never know with Kawhi. If you listen to Chris Carter, well, Chris Carter seems to be really in tune and always has been in tune with Kawhi Leonard's uncle. Um, I guess they're pretty close. Kawhi supposedly hasn't made his decision yet. So I I don't know what to believe, man. But we call this show Area Codes, this particular episode, because there's so many places he can go. I know you want to get him over in the 213 over there at the Staples Center um, Mm -hmm. and let him throw down a little bit. But I I don't know, man. I don't know. But they say great minds think alike. And I'm thinking about it. it was three years ago. And I think I've told this before where I was coming out of the gym the day that uh, KD threw everybody for a loop and signed with Golden State. So I'm wondering, just like you, could this be the day, as we're recording this on the 4th of July, we get a decision from the club? I hope so. <laughs> just because I want this saga to be over. And I'm sure Danny Green is like, bruh, I'm trying to make plans for my life, and you are holding me up. I can't make a decision until you make a decision, because wherever you go, I'm probably going there too. So can you make a decision so we can both settle in and uh, move on with our lives? I'm sure it's a bunch of <laughs> not a bunch, but I'm sure it's a few free agents out there that's waiting for Kawhi. Did you know it was 240 free agents going into this uh, offseason? Yes, indeed. I did. 240. That is ridiculous. And what the league spent, what teams spent, what they were saying close to what three was it three billion dollars in a twenty four hour oh, period? This <laughs> cat's getting paid. Mama, why you didn't make me work on my jump shot when I was younger? Why? Right. I say, Lord, oh, why mama. why can't I be taller? I wish I was a little bit taller. <laughs> yeah, me too. But, um, yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. So, I remember you put up a poll uh, last week uh, in the Sports Bar Podcast Facebook group uh, about where was he going. And some cats added some uh, some teams along the way. But the only three relevant teams that were in the mix realistically were seemingly the Lakers, Raptors, Raptors and Clippers. And, of course, the Lakers uh, finished out at top, just about 10 votes over the Raptors. And then the Clippers finished about 20 votes from the top. So a lot of people in the group um, are thinking that like, – now, I'm, I'm going to rephrase that. A lot of people in the group are wanting it to be the Lakers because we know yes. the large Lakers contingent who have all of a sudden woken up in the group after being quiet 
over a month ago. Um, man, Lakers fans was even fighting each other in the group. Man, who who side you want? You back in Magic? You back in Rob? Jeannie, Jeannie don't know what she's doing. Jeannie does know what she's doing. It's just it's just crazy. But now y'all all back together, huh? One big happy family. Man, y'all make me sick. <laughs> don't be mad, cause you ain't got nothing to cheer for, bruh. It ain't my fault. Oh, well, it kind of is, Phil Jackson. Oh, it ain't my fault. I'm sorry. Yeah, see? See, that's dirty. Phil, Phil do y'all right when he was there and do what's wrong when he come to us. But it is what it is. He gone. That's the happiest I've been in a minute when he, when he, when he was gone, right? I do got yeah. something to cheer about. It's, it's actually Zeke going to get suspended, but we ain't talking football today. So, yeah, back to basketball. <laughs> but uh, It is that. <laughs> Yeah, but it's very interesting. So you got you mentioned Danny Green's waiting to see what Kawhi's gonna do, and now we've got some other things to look at for you guys, man. Because um, Iguodala may end up being out there, and I know um, in the Sports Bar podcast group we talked about it, where there's some cats like Brandon Fisher don't believe that Iguodala would take us a little bit of cash. I might, you know, I, I think he would, especially if he's gonna get bought out. Um, he didn't have to get the largest contract out there and still have a chance to compete for a title. I mean, Iguodala actually seems to have a, I think, an underlying, uh, it could be some type of vendetta because even though he came out and he talked real good about Golden State, he was the one that, before he was gone, that leaked the information about his injury being misdiagnosed. And I think he kind of knew something that he may not be around, so um, he kept it just nice and nothing in case they kept him, but by the same token, I think he kind of knew. And what better way to get back at them peoples by just staying in L.A. and, uh, well, staying in Cali and uh, teaming up with Braun and, and, and A.D. and have a shot to do it. And then you guys got another guy out there that could possibly come to you. The Braun knows pretty well. That dude, Killer Kyle Corbett. Killer Kyle Corbett. Yeah. It's a chance that Killer Cal Corbin could end up there. They're talking about some bio talks with him as well. So, whereas you guys have waited around, and, and I understand and I get it, but letting some of the uh, the bigger name or some of the uh, second-level, uh, second-tier free agents kind of get away a little bit waiting on Kawhi, there still could be some hope for some quality vets out there for y'all. Shooters on deck. That's all I care about is shooters on deck. Uh, Kyle Corver would be a nice piece. Uh, we just picked up Troy Daniels, VCU's own Troy Daniels. VCU. So that's like uh, I guess the poor man's Seth Curry. So that's that's a good look, I think, uh, coming off the bench. And we'll see about the Iguodala thing. I, I, but you know, like I said, we can't do anything until. We all sit around and wait for Kawhi. It's amazing that we're all waiting for for a guy. And I'm watching the the different approaches to people's uh, ideas of why this is going on, and that he's doing this and doing that and trying to play one team and you know mess up their chances. I'm like, what? 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 Where are we? Is that what we're doing? Kawhi Leonard <laughs> is deciding to. I'm going to ruin your franchise for the moment or your chances uh, to do, to pick up, to pick up random pieces to fill fill in. And then I've already made my decision. I'm going to go back to Toronto. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, Maurice. 
happy. I got you. I understand. Nah, bro, that ain't the answer. But anyway, he got his own problem, you know. He got enough to worry about in Houston, so he should probably focus on that anyway. True indeed. True indeed. Um, I do want to say one thing before we move off of your Lakers, though. Um, I got to okay. mention it, man. I got to mention it. I got to mention it. And I know I tagged you in it in the group because I wanted to get a laugh, but y'all Laker fans, man. And let's, let's get this to the point. Let's get straight. Let's get this straight. I don't dislike the Lakers. And I like them. I like them. They're okay. They're not my squad. They're okay. And I, I definitely root for you guys because of LeBron James, especially now. Because uh, you know, I, I'm a, I like LeBron James. But I need you to call a meeting with your peoples, man. Like, What's going on in Lakerland? First of it, first of all, it's a ton of Laker fans, especially in our Facebook group, that was bashing the mess out of LeBron James when we were talking about the greatest players out there, and y'all, and they was talking about how LeBron James gotta always play with other superstars. He gotta recruit. He gotta do this. He gotta do that. Then he comes to the Lakers. You guys get AD. And these same cats that was bashing LeBron before he came to the 213 are sitting there praying that y'all get Kawhi. I don't understand it, bro. Lakers fans <laughs> are putting y'all on blast. Can you help me understand this, brother? Hey, man. As one Lakers fan said to you, oh, that was different. <laughs> so I guess that's how they. <laughs> I guess that's how they are approaching this thing. Uh, Of course, I have to point out, I ain't got nothing to do with that. I have never said anything (laughs) negative about LeBron. Uh, I've always, from the the day of the decision on, said this man should go wherever he wants to get the most out of his career, to do whatever he want to do, whether he want to go get money or go get rings or whatever. It's funny, though, I, actually, I reposted uh, an article I wrote three years ago today as we got to the afternoon of the uh, KD decision. I wrote the article just based on the responses of people within the five or six hours, six or seven hours between when he made the decision and when I wrote it because people were going crazy. And in the article, I, I said something to the effect of, if he, people used to get mad and say players only chase money, what about the titles? Then you have a guy chase titles, they're like, well, he shouldn't go there. Like, it doesn't matter what decision you make. It's pretty much life. It don't matter what decision you make in life. <laughs> somebody gonna be mad. That somebody gonna be mad. That somebody gonna have a problem with it. Do what's best for you. But this is my other thing in regards to this. Why do I have to put a cap? If, if we all are working with the same money, the same, uh, you know, rules, why shouldn't I create the best team I can as a franchise owner? Uh, well, not owner, but because we're getting away from the word owner, but franchise uh, as a GM, as whomever. Why wouldn't I create the best team, the the best chance of winning that I can? Like, am I supposed to, like, 
be like, well, you know what? Even though we all have the same rules, I'm going to go ahead and just leave these two. Even though I can afford to bring these players in, I'm going to leave them out there just so your team can be better. What? Who does? Nobody does that. Nobody does that. People, if you want to say talk about the Yankees, be mad at the Yankees because they had so much more money to spend and used to get everybody. That's even though it's within the rules of the game, I can at least understand why you say that because they have more money than say a Minnesota. But right, this is basketball. Everybody got the same thing. You got the same opportunity I got. You just because I'm better at my business. Then you are at the same business. Why should I just be like, eh, you know what? Let me let you be better, even though we're competing against each other. I don't understand. I will never understand that. Yeah, it's, it's a funny thing. It, it, it's a funny thing when you're dealing with salary caps and what you can let teams do and not do. Um, I'm with you. Just let squads build their squads, man. Let teams build their teams. Um not to not to jump off the subject, but I've told you that before, and I know you're gonna be like Prime. Got to find a way. We ain't got the football season yet. He got to find a way to slide the Dallas Cowboys in there. But <laughs> it's it's true. If if you go back to the the early '90s, and though we don't know, but the Dallas Cowboys when they built their team, they built their team with a lot of a lot of the guys are relatively unknown. And then we knew some of the names. We knew uh, Troy Aikman was a pretty good college quarterback. We knew Emmitt could run it. We knew about Michael Irvin at the U. But when you get to some of the guys on the O-line and on that defense, a lot of y'all didn't know those names. But the Cowboys won three Super Bowls in four years. And that was right about the time that they started free agency. And they started to say the salary cap came into play. Well, that's really what it was, the salary cap. And they couldn't keep those players. And I always contend that – that's probably at least another two Super Bowls in that mix, and they didn't have to disband that team uh, due to a, a salary cap. So, um, you know, it, it is what it is, and it's the same thing in basketball. I'd rather see teams be able to build their teams to the best of their capabilities, but I do understand that the league wants to make money. The league wants to make sure everything is fair and to keep it on the, uh, you know, on the even scale across the league the best they can. So I get it. I don't agree with it, but I get it. Because if that was the case and it was about money, I, pr- I might not be in the situation I am with my NBA squad right now. Because we got cash, son. We got cash. More money than anybody in the NBA. More than anybody in the More NBA. We got it like more that. Problem. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, what Biggie say, more money, more problems. That seems to be the case with us. So let's move on up the street, man, to the 917, man. Up there, that's where the Barclays Center at. And if I was writing the headlines, the headlines would have been Brooklyn stomps out the Mecca. The Nets came <laughs> in, did us dirty, and they uh, they came up with KD and Kyrie. And that was the shot heard around the world in all Facebook pages, venues, and all that. And mm-hmm. it was crazy. Great day for Brooklyn. Horrible day for the New York Knicks, depending on who you ask. And now Brooklyn looks is looking like they are the team in New York and could be for some years to come, man. Sad, sad state of affairs. It's a shame. As much as New York drags dragged the the Nets for being in New Jersey. 
And but one of them teams been to the finals in two thousand. Right? Was it the two? Yeah, with Pitt and Yeah, that's that's uh, pretty that's no and I'm not saying that to be like to just to be negative. I'm just saying it even with that, it's still the the Knicks were still the team. Even with the Nets going to the to finals. Like if you ask somebody about a team in the New York area, they're gonna talk about the Knicks, they're not gonna talk about the Nets. Now True. that the Nets have moved to Brooklyn, it's like things things haven't changed because they moved to Brooklyn, but this right here, this might be I can't even you know, I don't really rock with Stephen A, but I am actually with him on the whole this might be the worst day in Nick's history. <laughs> or the worst time <laughs> in Nick's history because the team that uh, just moved from across the water is now in Brooklyn and they have at least two players that are better than any players we've had since Carmelo. So there's a problem. Why can't we have anybody in New York? Well, not we, but you, we, them. I don't know. Well, I guess it, I guess it's two words, right? Two words to uh, to answer that question. James and, and Dolan. Oh, boy. Oh, why can't we have nice things, man? Why can't we have <laughs> nice things? Oh, oh Yo, man. James funny. Dolan got to go, man. James Dolan has to go. Now, am I 100% sure that every single move that did not happen for New York is because of James Dolan? No, I'm not. But it's the culture that he has helped create that within that organization that a lot of players do not want to deal with. They don't want to come there. And, you know, I, I mentioned it on the page, and I mentioned it right away the second I was standing, I was hoping to get home to get set for free agency. Like, I'm, I'm walking around. I'm doing stuff all day last Sunday, so it's just a waste of time. So I waited. I never wait till the evening to go to the grocery store. I planned that the grocery store as my last move last Sunday so I could take my time, walk up and down the aisles of Kroger, just wait until we got to 6 o'clock. I'm in the middle of the frozen food aisle. All of a sudden, it comes across my phone that the Nets, are super confident that they're going to land KD. And I'm like, uh-oh. Is this Woj? Oh, it's Woj. Oh, this, ain't, this can't be good. Then my man mm-hmm. Ian Begley comes back. The New York Knicks writer comes back with the same. I said, this ain't good. I managed to make it as far as two more aisles down, bro. Got me some toilet paper. Got me a winter roll over, got me some freezer bags. And as I got to the counter, two people in front of me in line. I remember how many people in front of me was in front of me in line. So you when certain things happen so as you don't forget, you remember everything. Two people in line come across my phone that he was going to sign, that KD was going to sign with the, with the Nets, not the Knicks. It's James Dolan, man, as a whole. Now, if you believe people and they say that he was realistically coming to New York, no matter what you hear in the media, and that Kyrie 
managed to smooth him over. I, I may be able to believe that. But James Dolan, people don't forget the things you did to Charles Oakley. You dragged a New York legend out of your arena at MSG. People don't forget those things. Players definitely don't forget those things. Because even though he's an older generation, you know, he's a former player, he's the guy that's still active in the lives of a lot of these players today. A lot of the clinics that he runs, um, speaking engagements, uh, they see how he was well-respected around the league, even from his opponents. Players see that. And then you can say what you want, and I know cats give me a hard time about Carmelo Anthony, but the way they treated Carmelo Anthony on the way out the door, even though that wasn't him directly, he didn't do anything to stop it. And as much as folks rag on Carmelo Anthony, they, he is still well-loved by a lot of the New York faith. You don't treat people like that, man, especially somebody who wanted to be their source. The one dude that was willing to take the heat, the one dude that was willing to deal with the media, the one dude that was willing to deal, you know, with the BS, right? Mm-hmm. You treat him like crap and don't stand in for him. People see that, man. He needs to sell a team. And the fun thing about it, have you ever seen this dude give an interview? Nah. No. He is the most arrogant dude you've seen in your life. He don't care really? what nobody say about dude. He's arrogant. He tries to, every interview, he tries to keep it cool like he's all business-like and everything. But when they start asking the hard questions, he, you can tell he is just, short of saying the wrong thing every time because he realizes he's on camera. But he will let you know, I don't care. Like, I don't care. Now, I'm not doing this, this and that. I'm going to do this, whatever. I think we've done this, but I don't care. I'm not selling the team, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, and then it goes from his son the team. Uh, he he would be interested in possibly selling his family. He's not selling. I don't know. But he's arrogant, dude, man. You got When you get past the first five minutes of any interview, the first five or ten minutes, he's arrogant as all outdoors. So I can't stand him. Like I stated in the video on the Sports Bar podcast page, you know what I'm saying, his business sucks. He sucks. His little uh, band that he plays in that band sucks. Everything about James Dolan sucks, man. Um, and uh, and I and I got to feel like we ain't going to never get back to the – even closer to the promised land until he's gone. You know, my last real point on this is you got to think about this, source. They talk about New York being the mecca. Yeah, that's the mecca for all of us that maybe 35 or older, you know, mm-hmm. because we remember those days. We remember those days, you know, when even when they weren't winning championships, they were competitive. We remember them, you know, being a sixth seed and getting to the finals and, and, and being, this, you know, where basketball was tough. And we remember that squad that backed down from nobody. But when you're dealing with these kids in the NBA now, these guys that are you know, in their 20s. They don't remember all that, and frankly, they don't care. You know, they don't know about New York really being the mecca outside of a few pickup games they may play in the off season, Or, you know, they don't care about the lore of New York in a, in a lot of cases, unless it's to go shot. <laughs> Maybe go play you know, with Rucker Park. You know, but they don't care, man. So it is what it is, man. But, yeah, we down in the dumps, and – uh you know, I like the direction the team is taking now, being that we have no choice. Not spending a lot of big money, 
contracts they can all get out of after next year. I think the only person that got the three-year deal would be Julius Randle. But um, but anyway, I'm not going to take the shine off what Brooklyn did, man. What do you feel about what they've done in this short period of time? Well, Prime, let's not let's not act as if the Knicks didn't do anything. As pointed out okay. in the Sports Bar podcast group, the New York Knicks did sign Cream E. Biggums along oh, with Chef from Above oh. the Rim and oh, Katino oh, Mobley currently. So, hey, oh, there's something going on in New York. I'm just throwing it out there. I don't want the people right, hold to on, think hold on, 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 Okay, here we go. We're going to go there. I'm putting cases on all these cats in this group, man. I think I have – they've set a record for tagging somebody. I've been tagged in more New York Nick memes this week than I have been tagged in in my life. Brandon Fisher, Big Mo, Greg Hall. Maurice at you know, yeah, these cats, I don't forget. Just understand, Maurice Athey and that shot from above the rim joint, I don't forget. <laughs> Look, Greg Hall and that prime, the Knicks just offered me a five-year contract, you know, worth, you know, whatever, $435 million or whatever, but I turned it down. You know, I don't forget, and I'm not going to forget none of y'all when y'all squads fall that flat on your faces, Maurice, I stood up for Houston. Man, I hope that y'all get the break beat off y'all next year. And I was going to root for y'all to win the title this year. I hope y'all get the break beat off y'all. Greg Hall, I can't say much too much to you because you don't really have a squad. You follow LeBron, oh. so I'm, I'm going to figure out a way to get you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you just yeah, you, you, you just follow LeBron. So I, I'm, I'm going to think of something else for you. Brandon Fisher, you know it's coming. You know it's coming. Yeah, so the rest of y'all, it's new cats. Man, we just had a bunch of new members. It's cats I don't even know coming out of the woodworks, man. But <laughs> don't worry. I am coming. I am coming. And make sure y'all just as loud during the basketball season. And when the Knicks come and surprise y'all this year, we ain't winning at all. But when the Knicks, even with this depleted roster and these 10-point-per-game veterans that we signed, we make it in the playoffs as an AC. We're going to try. So I'm coming for y'all, man. I am coming for y'all. I want to put that out hey, there. Brian, I, I really appreciate you going in. I appreciate the fact that you took the gangster approach, and that would be to uh, uh, take, it per- to take, to take it personal. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Man. These, look, my cousin, my cousin in the group, Jay Hundley. Now, Jay hit me up two or three times this week. It was actually the first message I got this morning. Happy birthday, cuz. You know, and then he's like, man, why are they so hard on you and your Knicks, man? They've been crazy this week, man. They've been, like, murdering. And I'm like, cuz, it's the life of a Knicks fan. You, you know that. We growing up, it's just the life of a Knicks fan. And he hit me with something that was crazy which was true. And I can understand his approach because it's the same way about me in college basketball. Now, he's an Indiana Pacers fan, which is crazy because you don't find that many black dudes that like the Indiana Pacers, right? But anyway, he's an Indiana Pacers fan. But Jay said at least 
my team is low profile, so I ain't got to deal with the stuff you deal with. Bro, you strong with it. I'm like, yeah, he took the same approach I take in college basketball. I don't always talk about my squad as much, but when we go down in the playoff in the tournament every year, whether it's around about the Sweet 16 or whatever it is, I don't have to hear too much because cats don't really follow them, you know, you know, and it is what it is. So I understand. I appreciate that, Jay. But the cats murdered me this week, man. The cats with some hard. We got some cold dudes in the group, man. But we will be back, man. We will be back. Randall, we will be back. Jawan, we will be back. Ricky Chase, we will be back, bro. As soon as we find a way to get Dolan out there. But anyway. Viva the Knicks. <laughs> yeah, man. But this move, this move, man, for Brooklyn, man, I look at it like this. This is going to be a second chance, at least next year, for Kyrie to prove himself or at least get a second chance because he's going to be without KD for at least a year. And he's coming into a squad that was somewhat successful last season. So we've heard how he kind of alienated himself from a lot of the cats in Brooklyn. I mean, uh, in Boston last year. And a lot of cats went on the same page with him. My only concern would be he's sliding into a group that's close to being as young as uh, the squad was in Boston and some of the players. So he's got some work to do. But this is the time for him to do it will be his first season. And I think that's going to set the table for when KD come back if he's successful. Because if, if this thing goes left before KD even hits the court, Brooklyn going to have a problem. You know, Brooklyn, I mean, let's not forget that Brooklyn made the playoffs this year. Right. And right. that was without that was with D'Angelo Russell and without Kyrie. Whether Kyrie is a better option than D'Angelo Russell for this team, well, you know, that remains to be seen. But I can't front. Like looking at the looking at Kyrie with Karis LeVert and hopefully uh Spencer Dinwiddie in the mix, Jared Allen, he throw DeAndre Jordan in there in the post. I see some I see some good things for Brooklyn, man. Even without KD, I see some good things for Brooklyn. Of course, uh, the moves made by Boston and Philly trump anything that Kyrie could do on his own, most likely. But I do see some good things for Brooklyn. Definitely some positivity, and just from making the playoffs to signing free agents, you know, things are looking good for Brooklyn. In the near future, and I'm sure the Brooklyn faithful, the the Nets faithful, I should say, from New Jersey to Brooklyn, are excited. But would you agree that this is a critical time for uh, for Kyrie? Because you know we we know what happened in Cleveland towards the end. He was upset. There were some questions about his uh, maturity. We get to Boston. Some folks thought he was going to be the answer. A lot of us thought that he could be the answer to help Boston advance to the next level and win a championship. But if you believe with everything that we're hearing and reading, he first of all, we knew he never really wanted to be there, but a lot of the players didn't click with him. And there was no surprise when he was, you know, two days after the season, he was already seen moving into an, uh, an apartment in, in, in New York. So, him coming from that group of young guys in Boston, moving over to Brooklyn where he's making videos about home is where he wanted to be and all that. 
you know, with some young guys, you know, like, you know, you got LeVert over there um, and some of the other players. I think what Karen LeVert is, what, like 21 years old? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, you know, Joe Harris has been in the league for a little bit, but you got some relatively young players over there. Allen, do you think this is real critical for him this very first year to establish himself and let this squad know that I'm with you? Uh, I ain't going to lie to you. No, I, I don't. <laughs> I really, I don't. I, well, I think, I think this year is gonna be all about Kyrie. I don't know. I don't know what difference it makes. To be honest, what happens this year? Because no matter if things look good, bad, or indifferent, they're still gonna hmm. say we got next year. KD will be back, so things gonna be different. So regardless, if they fall out of the playoffs. KD's on the way in the next season. If they stay in the playoffs, I'll be almost there without KD. Now, KD is here. I'm not that big on the, the Kyrie uh, the Kyrie line, other than the fact that Kyrie is going to be the best player in New York basketball uh, next season. Not so, I, I, who's it going to be? Dennis Smith? be R.J. Barrett. Yeah. So, <laughs> as I'm <was> saying, <laughs> Kyrie is going to be the best player in New York basketball next season. And I mean, he, he's going to have the world on the string. He's going to have the city on the string. And he's got that he got that Danny Ainge time, you know, how Danny Ainge had picks and money so he could drag out his career. Like, it was like, you know, Next year we can do this. So you really couldn't fire him. You really couldn't be mad at him because he got so much potential in, in the bag that you're always looking forward to the next thing. Well, Kyrie has this whole year to do whatever. The whole Brooklyn team has this whole year to do whatever because they're going to be looking forward to the next thing, which is when KD returns in 2020. Well, you and I disagree on that. I, I think they got to – you mentioned no matter how this thing finishes. They got to make the playoffs, source. They, they they have to make the playoffs. Like they won for 42 games last year, ended up as the sixth seed. Now, granted, the eighth seed won 41 games, which was the Detroit Pistons. All right. Mm-hmm. There is no way. There is no way. Looking at everything that's happened in the East so far, we expect the top, at least the top three, to remain the top three. And I would argue. They're definitely the teams that finish in the top five, even there might be a, a squad or two that takes a small step back, will still make the playoffs. So there's a little bit of a jumble between six and between the six and eight seed. But they were basically a game or two away of possibly not making it. You bring a player over of Ky, uh, uh, Kyrie Statue, too many K's out here, man, as you mentioned last week. Kyrie mm-hmm. Statue. Um, and all the, the talk about he wanted to be there, he's a uh, a better player than D'Lo. Uh, we got to the playoffs without him. It kind of almost feels similar to the Boston situation where Boston got that far without him and everybody was expecting them to at least make it to the finals. I, I think at least in this situation, there's no way even in year one – them not making the playoffs in year one for him, it, it, it could be damaging. Because we're going to start hearing the whispers and the talk about Kyrie that people were already talking about 
uh, after the after you know what happened in Boston this year, we're gonna start hearing that before KD even gets there. And then you got to think about there is the thought of KD. What KD are we getting? I still expect KD to come back and still be a very good player, but is he going to ever get back to dominant KD? And then how much, you know, can that carry them through the East when he gets back if, if, if cats are already at each other's throats before he gets there? So, nah, I, I don't agree with you on that. I, I definitely believe, if nothing else, they at least still have to make the playoffs. Six seed, eight seed, it don't matter. They miss the playoffs, stuff's going to get started before KD even touched the court. Yeah, if you say so, we'll agree to disagree, yeah. like you said. Would you would you would you agree that KD is a is a better player than D'Lo? KD. I mean, like KD, Kyrie. See, I'm K's again. Kyrie is a better player than D'Lo. Yeah. They can't miss the play. Who else did they lose off of that squad? Nobody. I'm, I'm they can't miss the playoffs. That, that always, I mean, <laughs> like I said, it all it all sounds good. It, it's not going to matter in the end because they're not going to win the championship next year, and they got K, KD the year after. So that's what they're going to look forward to, regardless of what happens. I bet Kyrie, yeah. if if they don't make the playoffs and Kyrie average 30, he's going to be happy. So <laughs> <laughs> That's my point. Is everybody oh, else going to be happy? <laughs> Unpopular un- opinion. Unpopular opinion. I think Kyrie was happiest in his NBA career when he was the only person in, in Cleveland, and they were terrible. Oh, all about that's just me. <laughs> no doubt. Hey, so before, before we move off this Brooklyn, New York stuff, I do want to throw one shout out, though, and it's one brother that I'm not going to beat up because it is funny. And it might have been the meme. It might have been the meme of the week. I got to shout out my brother Dorian Bryant, man. Did you see Dorian Bryant posted the joint yesterday in the Facebook group what the 50 Cent mean. And it's always a picture of 50 Cent yeah. thinking for power when he's sitting there, he behind bars in jail and he's looking through that print, looking through that gate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the joint, and that joint read something like, uh, Knicks fans looking across the Brooklyn Bridge. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, Dorian Bryant, I can get with because he even admitted his team about to be in the dumps, too. His, his team got issues. So I can respect that yes. brother, brother. He came out and admitted it. Ain't none of you other clowns admitted it. They came at me. He was tagging me and all these folks. But Dorian <laughs> Bryant was a man that admitted that his Washington Wizards got problems. So I can respect and take that. But this young was mad funny. Yeah, but don't worry. Like I mentioned before, my brothers, Jawan, Randall, Ricky, Zach Branch, Rook, all of us, we shall overcome. Next up. Philadelphia 76ers, bro. Philly fans stay happy all of a sudden. These cats, yeah, they lost a player too. J.J. Reddick is about it. We knew somebody probably was going to end up going if they were going to offer all these deals. But they lost, you know, they shipped Jimmy Butler up out of there. But you bring in a Al Horford. And I think this is one of the biggest moves Matter of fact, in my personal opinion, outside of the big names we were talking about, this is you know the first three or four guys we were talking about. To me personally, this Al Horford to Philly move 
is the next biggest move out of free agency. Yeah, I agree with that, especially knowing that even before Horford got to Boston, he had already said he didn't want to play center. He wasn't a center. Right. Yet he had been playing center in Atlanta before that, and he was trying to get out of that. Somehow he got stuck at the center position a lot of times anyway when he went to Boston. But now he is definitely not looked at as the center on the squad. He can go to the power forward position, uh, and he'll be able to do some more things. The only question, well, let's, first of all, looking at Ben Simmons, uh, Josh Richardson, Tobias Harris, Al Horford, and Joel Embiid, that is a tough five. The, that's the good part. The bad part is they had a tough five last year. Uh, still came down to needing a little bit more from that bench as well. I do like the Al Horford signing, though, because it brings a veteran presence that is a flexible, yes. calming, you know, type of personality as a veteran. Uh, and, you know, all around good guy as far as everything that I've ever seen and read about him. So I think it's a good look. Uh, Tobias Harris can get back to being comfortable taking the shots he, he normally took in in uh, L.A. My only question is outside shooting, and not even about Ben Simmons. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not like everybody else. I'm not really worried about Ben Simmons shooting. Of course, he needs to you know get a, a mid range at some point. But I'm not too worried about that right now. I'm more worried about other people shooting. And I'm surprised that Josh Richardson was the move uh, when another knockdown shooter, a 3 and D guy, would, would be more my choice if it was up to me. I would have been looking right. for a 3 and D guy just to, to spread the floor and, and, you know, do the same thing J.J. Reddick was able to do, but play defense as well, you know, not be a liability on the defensive end. Uh, somebody like maybe even a West Matthews who ended up going to Milwaukee. So, But it's a youth movement. They have a whole youth movement thing with good leadership now. So I think it's all positive for Philly. We'll see how things round out for that that bench form. Yeah, the addition of Horford is just super big to me. I mean, you look at You mentioned the uh, the veteran presence. Um, I like the maturity factor. Like it or not, Bill uh, Bill Simmons. I just messed with everything today. Ben Simmons. You're still young. You still have a uh, the immaturity that you have in Joel Embiid, who is when he's on, undoubtedly you and I have talked and agree and disagree at times on this, but I think Embiid when he's on, in my opinion, is the best center uh, in the game. Uh, but you bring a guy like Orbit, will help with that. Will help with you know the maturity factor. A guy. What has he been in? Was it like a been in the league what eleven years and made like eleven playoffs? I believe. You know, you're bringing a guy and Al Horford, you know, over that's got playoff, uh, pre, you know, pedigree. Um, it's just a plus for me all the way around. Now I agree with you. The whole shooting, you know, the shooting guard situation. I thought they may attempt to do something a little bit different there, but I still think with this move, for me personally, if I'm thinking about it as a Right now, as of right now, they would probably be my number two seed in the East right now. That's just really? me talking. 
I'm putting him number two as of right now, and I'm saying this, number one, on the strength that I believe that Kawhi, as if Kawhi was staying in Toronto. Right, right. So as of right now, I would have Toronto one. I'm going to slide Philly in at two. And then I'm going to slide Milwaukee at three. And the reason, my, my reasoning for just sending him at three right now, because even though I think he's a very good player, I want to see, number one, can they count on Bledsoe to step his game up and show them more of the load when he needs to? Um, I think Matthews will be fine. But I think Brogdon met, even though he missed a lot of time last year, I think he met an awful lot to that team on both ends of the basketball. So I take him down as a little bit, just a little bit of a notch. Uh, but as of right now with this move, Philly will probably disappoint like they always do. Yeah, I'm throwing a jab in there. But I have a <laughs> team in the East. Number two team in the East. And that's for all sports. Hey, I knew, I knew that was going to come around. I'm so sorry that things are not going your way right now, Prime. But let's, Let let's me make think. it worse and talk talk about another city you hate. What about Boston? I heard you're <laughs> one, two, and three. You don't like Boston? Because I'm really, I'm really, uh, I'm really looking forward to. Even though I've already made it clear that I don't understand the purpose of Kimball Walker replacing Kyrie when you're kind of right. getting the same thing, except maybe a little less. Self-centered, uh, not a little less, a lot less self-centered uh, player, but still a guy that needs the ball in his hands. I, I, you know, I question, I question that move, but I do like this Boston setup, man. I like the, I like the look. Really? When you look at Kemba. Yeah, Kemba, Jalen Brown, Gordon Hayward. It's going. He's a he's a year out of his injury, and I'm hoping to see a little bit closer to the old Gordon Hayward. I don't think we'll ever see the the, the Utah Gordon Hayward again. But if we can get a little bit closer to that, maybe Jason Tatum can take a step forward uh, without Kyrie being there, as he did in his rookie season. And then and his Cantor. I'm not mad at that lineup at all. I don't know what their bench is going to look like, but I'm not mad at at that five right there, not at all. No, you know, this conception, I really don't have anything against Boston. I, I'll be the first to – I'll let you in a little secret. I don't think I've ever told you. When I was growing up as a kid, I've all, first of all, I've always been a New York Knicks fan. I, I, well, you know, since my early days, I've been a Knicks fan. But I used to kind of like Boston. And, and the reason being most everybody on my block – uh, and we were talking earlier about going back generations. You know, if you're over 35, you're over 40, you will understand why. But the, almost everybody on my block or in my neighborhood was either a Sixers fan for obvious reasons, Dr. J, you know, Mo Cheeks, you know, Andrew Tone, they were good. Lakers were winning championships, so they were Laker fans. I've always been that opposite guy. And I never wanted to follow everybody else, so – I kind of picked up liking Boston. I just like them. I mean, they'd be on TV a lot more than my Knicks were at the time. And they'd be in, you know, they got Larry Bird and when Danny Ainge and all of them were playing, they had those classic battles. Um, so I have nothing against Boston. I actually, I think Boston is okay. Uh, I can do it out with some of the people that live in Boston, but that's another story. But the sports teams, um, I really, really have no problem. 
Yeah, I, I have no problem with. But I really wonder about this team, source because you and I have already discussed the Kimball Walker thing. Um, I like Kimball Walker. I think he will be a little more, uh, you know, he, he's a guy that will adapt to the way they play. We're used to him having the ball in his hands, but I don't think Kimba will have no problem deferring the basketball when need be. Um, he seems to be the type of player that everybody speaks really highly of in, in NBA circles, and you never really have an attitude problem, and you, you don't hear things coming, you know, out of uh, out of Kimba's camp that are negative. The one question that I would probably really have is would really be how they replace Al Horford. Now, I know they brought in uh, Canner to play down low, and I've always been a Canner guy offensively, and he seemed like a really a fun guy to have on your bench and in your locker room. Look like you have a blast hanging out with him in his camera. But defensively, they take a hit there. Um, sure. He really takes a hit defensively with you putting Canner down there. So if we're talking about if it comes down to they get into a battle with Boston in the playoffs per se, and not Boston, with uh, Philly in the playoffs per se, I really don't see anybody being able to do anything with Joel and B. Um, and, and as we go down the line, there's some other teams in the East that could possibly give them a, a little bit of a problem uh, once the playoff time comes. But so I, I'm thinking they come down a notch, Source. I'm thinking they come down just a notch, uh, drop down. They're still a playoff team, in my opinion. Uh, Brad Stevens will still do his thing, but I think they come down just a notch. And not much, not much at the at the point guard position, but maybe a down low and a leadership role as well. But we are going to get to see as we talked about Jason Tatum, hopefully being able to be more of a uh, what they hoped he would be. Um, and that's only if, like I say, if uh, Kimball Walker does give up the rock a little bit or, or helps some ease into that process. But or then again, he might not. So we might be sitting here talking about next year. Like, what's really going on with Jason Tatum? But I still think Boston will be okay. Fair enough. I think they'll be okay. All right, um, quickly, we got a few more. How you feel about this D'Lo situation? Has he gone to the dubs, man? It's very strange. It's a strange signing to me. I don't, I don't know what to think of it, but... If he can buy in to whatever they're selling, it could be a win-win. Because is that, I don't I don't know how what's going to happen when Clay comes back. Obviously, I don't know because it hasn't happened. But we'll see what happens when Clay comes back. But as far as starting out, and they'll be without Iggy, without Clay, without KD. There is definitely. Room for shots, room for you know touches, usage, all that type of stuff, and I'm I'm sure he can he can uh, he can flourish in that situation. But once it comes down to Clay comes back, less shots, somebody's got to be the third guy, ends up being uh, Elo. It'll come down to how he responds at that time for me, and how it goes. Uh, I will mention, since we're talking Golden State, that I am very excited about the Willie Cauley-Stein signing. 
I yes. think that is probably overlooked and underappreciated. But man, that's a that's a good look. That's like somewhere between JaVale McGee and Jordan Bell, but better. The Bells of the Dawn. So I, I think that's a great I think that's a great fit for for that team for Golden State. A great fit at a very low uh, salary. So I think that's a good look. But we'll have to see on the D-Lo thing how he and Steph can mesh and, and grow as a backcourt tandem for probably at least half the season without Clay Thompson. Yeah, no need to elaborate for me on that. You hit everything I was thinking. The one question I would, though, ask you is, do you believe now the way they are presently constructed, especially losing Iguodala um, and the glue that he was and one of the leaders if you listen to the players um, in the, from that locker room, do they make the playoffs at all next year? Go to state? Yeah. yeah they make, are you what? Do they make the playoffs? Yeah, they make the playoffs. You, you, Some people don't think is, is it a question? I, I mean, I, don't, I, don't, I haven't <laughs> read anything. I, I didn't know it was a, a team. Was, yeah. Come on, man. They, I mean, Steph Curry is still on the team, right? The Draymond right. lead? What am I missing? Nope. I'm confused. Well, uh, I, I don't know. There's a couple of cats looking at this lineup, and, I, and I'm and i not going to remember who. I saw a guy on ESPN was talking about it yesterday, and he was putting out the projected starting lineups for this squad, and he started to question looking from top to bottom and talked about the strength of the other squads, the, the great acquisitions we've seen in Utah, you, which is definitely better themselves, uh, yeah. you know, Portland stepping up, the acquisitions for Portland and what they already have, you know, you know, some of the other teams, you know, the, the top three or four, mm-hmm. Sacramento, they're beginning to come into question, at least in some circles, on whether or not will this team be able to make it. Now, I did mention before, I thought that they would be okay, but I wouldn't be surprised if this is a squad that's hovering around six or seven uh, mm-hmm. next year until Clay comes back and then hopefully around March, because we're playing this saying, what, five to seven months. So if you put them right in the middle of that, that's probably, what, six months? Well, that puts them probably, what is that, probably February, something like that. He comes back, and if he can be anything close to the clay that he was, and then they make a run from there and maybe can knock some cats out. But I do believe the more and more I think about it, I think it's a legitimate question. The more and more I think about it, especially since I had them hovering towards the bottom Potentially for making the playoffs. You know, now now that you mention it, and and uh, I'm thinking about what you're saying, I, I can I can, I mean okay. It's the West. Because uh, I mean, when you think of the Lakers didn't make the playoffs, Sacramento. That's two sitting right there. Denver's not going anywhere. The Clippers, if they were having, I mean, I, I don't know if the Clippers are going anywhere, but if they're getting Kawhi, if they happen to get Kawhi, they're in the mix right there. Houston, mm-hmm. OKC, Portland, uh, okay, you know, I, I I get it, I get it, but it's still Steph Curry and Draymond, and I'm still saying yeah. yes, they make the playoffs. Okay, okay, All right. fair enough. Fair enough. So that's going to be something. I know we're going to talk about that a whole lot more down the road. 
Uh, and I'm, I'm going to throw in, I, know, I didn't hear you mention them. I'm going to throw this out there real quick. And I know we all have been excited because of who's there and the mix. And they finished in 13 last year, but, I mean, they why not the Pelicans, man? Uh, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, if we talk about teams that could possibly, possibly challenge for an AC, possibly, we don't know what we're going to get from the Pelicans, but we kind of like the parts that are there. And they've got a good True. Coach, So I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So I don't think – one more I think about You it, know what? What? I was supposed to uh, say Dallas Dallas is not that far away either. The yep, the Mavericks. I, I'm just – if, if they get a healthy yeah. boy, Ziggas, you know what you're getting from Luca. You know, I still wanted them to get Horford, though. I, I really I really wanted Horford to end up there. But I, I'm just saying, it's, eh, you got to watch them, man. It's a lot. I'm just saying. It's a lot. <laughs> I think legitimate question. All right, so we're going to watch that. Real quick, you see your boy Jimmy Butler is at the beach now. And it uh, looked like Jimmy was in a hurry to get up out of there. Like, he wanted to go to Miami. All along, and somebody mentioned to me. Of course, this was before the uh, Hassan Whiteside trade. They was like, "You already know Hassan Whiteside can be kind of a head case." And you bring a Jimmy Butler over there, and I was never worried. As long as Pat Riley's there, Spoelstra, was there, I was never really worried about that. But Jimmy looked like he was ready to go off top, and we already seeing pictures of Jimmy walking down the beach. He out there on the boardwalk or somewhere with these cats or some spot out there with his little uh. Savannah type hat on out there playing dominoes with cats like he was happy. <laughs> Jimmy like yo I'm you know I'm 35 whatever 30 something I'm ready to just do this thing man get out there enjoy the rest of my life I can't be mad at the dude man. respect it. I don't even I don't even know what to say about uh, Miami I can't even I can't even picture what their roster is gonna look like at this point I'm just I don't know. I I really don't know, cause is is Dragic gonna be there? Yeah, his White name been dangled around a, a couple of times already. Yeah, and Olenek is gone. I think already in the mix of those those trades, or they're trying they were trying right. to get rid of his contract. I mean, you still have but James Johnson, uh, but Richardson's gone as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I have no idea what Miami's gonna look like next year. Total overhaul. Total overhaul. But Jimmy, you know, he seemed to be uh, he seems to be happy about it. Like he knew. I don't know if he expected that Whiteside was gonna be moved. But if you if you if you look at the way he's been celebrating, even before the news came out, you know, he's uh, challenging uh, him. I think it was, was it Ocho Cinco. They talking about racing and, and, and all this stuff. Like uh, he wanted to go there. Off top, you know, championship be damned. You know what I'm saying? Forget that. I'm just going to get this money. I'm going to enjoy this beach. And whatever happens, happens. But it's going to be crazy to see how they formulate this. I give you a name, though. I give you a name that, based on the culture of that squad and based off of who is the, uh, you know, who's running things over there in Pat Riley, they could bring in maybe for a year. And that's a guy that nobody has any interest in, apparently, right now. And that's Boogie Cousins. I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, that's an interesting call there, Prime. Interesting mm-hmm. call there. He, Jimmy Butler might be on his Vanessa Carlton thousand miles, just chilling like he was on the <laughs> with the Olympic squad, 
no singing Vanessa Carlton walking down the beach enjoying the beauty that is Miami in itself. You know what? The first time I went to Miami, I don't even know if it was the first time. The, the last time I went to Miami, I got off the plane. Right. I was going to do a, I was going to do a show, and the lady that had booked me to come down there, I called her when I got there, and she told me, you know, what to do or where to go, and she said, "Welcome to the sexiest city in the world, Miami." And as I looked around the airport, I was like, she is correct. I don't know what's going on, but this airport is crazy. Yeah, I understand. So maybe Jimmy is just in, enjoying the view for the moment. But when that basketball starts, we're going to see how, how things go. <laughs> true indeed. True indeed. Man, that's all I really got, man. That's all I really got. Anything you got? Uh, I think we covered the gamut of things, man. I think we did did what we could do on this good Thursday morning, TBT, Throwback Thursday, throwback to when Kawhi was uh, on a team. Yeah, that was a thing, and now it's not. Because he's not on a team to <laughs> make a decision, but I'm trying to chill and just accept the fact that he's not coming to the Lakers. Yeah, yeah. Um, we probably gonna have that news. Well, we don't know when we're gonna have that news. Um, I do wanna give a let me give a shout out to all these women out here doing their thing and shout out to the NBA teams that's going in and giving them their due. Carol Lawson. Um yeah. you know, she's about to be in the NBA with the Boston Celtics. She joins a long list of women. Uh, I think what six or seven other women I believe that are also getting their shots. Um, in some in, uh, some position or another in a lot of these NBA organizations. So big up to the NBA for doing that. And I, what I do yep. want to mention to you, and I was just going to tag you in a post on uh, in the Facebook group, but just quickly, just quickly, because I know we'll talk about this later, but you and I both agreed when we were talking about the WNBA that uh, <laughs> the New York Liberty were going to be terrible. And I will say this. At this point, they are playing a lot better than I thought they would. I mean, they're 6-7 and seven right now, sitting in fourth place in the East. But so as they done won three games in a row. If you'd ever told me at any part that the New York Liberty would have won three games in a row anywhere this season, I would have <laughs> definitely laughed you off the face of this planet. But I'm enjoying watching it. So I don't know. You know, hopefully I'm not jinxing them. They're going a three-game losing streak. <laughs> But they just took out Seattle. Um, the Seattle Storm, we've been playing pretty well up until the last couple of games. And it's going to be interesting. they got a tough haul coming up. They're going to play Phoenix, I believe, tomorrow. And then uh, I believe Sunday they play the Aces, if I saw it right. But I just wanted to give a big up to them because I, I did talk kind of greasy about it. Not because I don't like them. I, I, I like watching the Liberty. But uh, they didn't want three in a row. So, shouts out to them. They, they actually – they're – if you look at the roster, well, first of all, if you look at any WNBA roster, there's talent from top to bottom. There are players that will, when they get an opportunity, they'll be on the end of the bench. But when they get an opportunity, they put up numbers, which which to me says that if if it's in, in the budget, that the league should expand a couple more teams. Like, I don't know if that's an idea or a thing, yeah. but... Right. Four more teams because it's too many ta- like it's too many talented players in the league for 
another four teams to not be created. I mean, they can spread that spread their wealth out. But as far as the Liberty, the Liberty, I mean, you you look at it and you see it's Tina Charles and it's all it's all her pretty much. She is the leading scorer. Right. But man, the guard the guard play, and that's that's not to mention I'll, I'll mention that Amanda Zowie B is playing overseas. But she was balling at the beginning of the season. She was like true. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened to her from last year to this year, but she went in. She was going in as far as uh, points and boards. She was killing it. But Kia Nurse, man, I'm glad yes, to see Kia Nurse 16. step up. Dang. I mean, she's probably the second leading scorer right now with, without B being mm-hmm. gone. She's probably the second leading scorer. I don't know if there's a third scorer, but H. Durr, between H. Durr and Brittany yeah, Boyd. Yeah, Durr putting up almost yeah. well. Yeah, I think I think that they're kind of taking advantage of these opportunities that are coming from and uh, and great uh, as well. I think they're taking advantage True. of these opportunities that are coming from players being gone and injuries as well. Uh, so the Liberty, I mean, I think they're one game, one game under 500. I think they're like six yep. and seven, six and seven, I believe. So they might, they might surprise us, Brian. They might surprise us. If they can, I don't really know if they have an identity for it. <laughs> like I don't know what the uh, yeah. game plan is going in, other than get a ball to Tina Charles and let's see what happens. But I mean, I like the fact that the guards are stepping up and kind of, um, kind of taking advantage of these opportunities to pretty much just ball out and see what happens. No doubt, fun to watch, fun to watch, man. Um, but yeah, it is. We recording this on the fourth of July, so I know we all got things to uh, to do today. You got anything big on the list today, man? As we peel out, uh, I think we are going to uh, my wife's uncle, my uncle in law uh, okay. house for a cookout. Go ahead, and get okay. some grub on. I don't know if drinking is allowed around there. I can't remember, but you know, <laughs> somewhere along the line. Uh, there will be a beer or two part partaken of somewhere around these parts. So it's you ain't going got down your little LA Lakers up. flask. You <laughs> have an LA Lakers flask, little flask you can put in your pocket. Like you know you, what? Like, like your I ain't, I ain't even gonna do them like that. I ain't gonna do them like that. <laughs> not, not until I get this Kawhi news anyway. I heard that. Yeah, we ain't got much popping off either, man. Actually, it's all about uh, first part of the day as uh, Netflix and it. You know, Stranger Things uh, season three came out today, so we're gonna get. I'm gonna get a couple of those uh-huh. in. Yeah, then uh, me and the youngin, uh, we gonna head out and go see uh, Spider Man uh, around about one o'clock, one ten, and head back in. And I'll probably pop back down and watch uh, the rest of the Stranger Things joints and pull up the. Uh, Pull up my Braves. Shout out to my Braves. I uh, pull up my Braves on the iPad and watch them tonight. So it's all good. It's all. But guess what? We can drink around here, so so as we plenty that going. <laughs> indeed, I ain't yeah. mad at you. Yes, indeed, y'all. So we like to thank everybody for joining the Sports Bar Podcast group that's already joined us. If not, get with us on Facebook. Thanks to everybody for listening to this podcast. I'm your boy Prime. You can catch me on social media. That will be Instagram and Twitter at Prime SBK. So it's what up? On Instagram and Twitter at Smitty Source at Smitty Source. Holler at me. 
for all your NFL, NBA, WNBA, MLB, hip-hop, politics, police brutality, fighting power, (laughs) (laughs) discussion. I'm available. No doubt, no doubt. And I don't know... um... I don't know if we'll be recording Sunday or not, y'all, because I do want to shout out the ladies, uh, the ladies, uh, the U.S. ladies. They didn't made it to the, uh, to the to the final, so we're trying to bring that cup home on the soccer world. So I might be getting prepped for that, but we'll see what happens. We'll see where it goes down. But until next time, your boys in the SBP, we up out of here. Happy 4th, everybody. Cheers. Sure.